This is BYU Baseball. Now back to the ballpark and the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Discount Tire presents On the Rubber, a look at both teams' pitching numbers through three innings. We'll start with Cornhuskers, Jackson Brocken. Working into the fourth through threes, given up two hits, no runs, struck out one, no walks issued. Has thrown only 37 pitches and 26 for strikes. He's been good. BYU through three innings. Jansen Kiesel went two and two-thirds. Jake Porter, the last out in the third. The two pitchers combined to allow three hits, two runs, both third, both on solo home runs, two strikeouts, two walks for BYU pitching. Cougar pitchers have thrown 48 pitches through three innings. That's on the rubber, brought to you by Discount Tire. Let's get you taken care of. Cougars looking to take care of Nebraska in this series. A win today, and BYU would win this series 3-1. to one. Oscar's looking to square it at two apiece. They lead the game 2-0. We're top four and leading off for the Cougs. Brock Watkins, he had his first hit of the series in the first inning. A single. He was then doubled off to end the inning. It was a sharp line shot to third by Mitch McIntyre that Max Anderson threw back to first, and Brock slipped in his attempt to get back, and he was easily doubled off, and that is just foul. Liner down the right field line. Slicing foul, landing about... A yard or two outside the chalk. So no balls and two strikes to Brock. Leading off BYU's fourth. We're a third of the way home here in Lincoln. Cornhuskers lead at 2-0. It's sunny, but it's not warm. It has been a chilly series indeed. High for ball one. Temperature's up to 41 now. Feels like 34 with the 12 mile an hour wind from the north directly out to right field. And we've seen two home runs to right in this game for Nebraska. And after two strikes, two balls delivered from Jackson Brockett. Brockett's long outing of the year is four and a third. He's into his fourth inning against BYU. The kick and fire for the left-hander. And that's a check. And they'll appeal to first and get the call. It'll be a strikeout. As Brock Watkins brought it through, says first base, uh, first base umpire Tim Winningham. And so for Brockett, second K of the day. It'll bring up Mitch McIntyre. Number six, Mitch McIntyre. First pitch to McIntyre is low and away for ball one. Cougs are two for 11 today. So four for 34 against left-handed pitching in this series. That foul back hit the facing of the roof. One ball, one strike. So the Cougs hitting 118 on the weekend against left-handed pitching here in Lincoln. And it's a southpaw on the hill. Brockett kicks and fires. And that's a breaking ball that drops in for strike two. Mitch watches it smack the leather at 76. One ball, two strikes. One out, no one on. Brockett working quickly. That's a reach-out grounder. Slow roller to second. Jackson will handle fire to first, and that's two gone for BYU. In the top of the fourth, Mitch McIntyre still looking for his first hit of the series. He's 0 for 11, and he's BYU's on-base percentage leader, having a rough go of it at the plate. So the 4-3 ground out for McIntyre, and hitting with the bases empty and two out. Ryan Sapedi grounded out 6-3 in the second. BYU hitting now in the fourth, and down to its final out of the fourth, trailing 2-0. Good start for the home team. 
fouled out of play and off the upper level facing here at Haymarket Park. Again, it has, hasn't really gotten warm at any point this weekend, but the fans have really turned out. Great attendance. Yesterday was around 5,000. And Nebraska for the season averaging around 5,000. Top 10 nationally. Ball one delivered to even the count one and one. And that's chopped foul down the third baseline. Slow roller to the dugout. One ball, two strikes to Sapiti. So top 10 this year. They were sixth nationally last year in attendance and top 15 in each of the last eight seasons. They've had 12 games already this year with 5,000 or better in the stands. Great support here in Lincoln. A great college town. The 1-2. That's foul ball. Out of, the, out of play down the first baseline. I've mentioned it in each of the first two days, but the, the venue here is beautiful. And that'll be a take low. It's an all-natural surface. You've got this sloping hill beyond center field filled with trees. You've got berms all around for seating. High for ball three to Sapiti. You've got Interstate 180 running between here and Memorial Stadium, which is in clear view of us here at Haymarket Park, this 90,000-seat football venue. Looks so close you could reach out and touch it, but it's probably a good third to a quarter of a mile away, but it just looms large as Ryan Sapiti takes his base on the walk from Jackson Brockett. So it's a two-out base runner for Austin Deming. So you have the football stadium straight away. And then beyond the right field line, about a quarter of a mile, or yeah, a quarter of a mile, you've got the Pinnacle Bank Arena, site of Nebraska basketball. And then between the football stadium and the basketball arena, swinging strike by Deming for 0-1, you've got the view of the downtown core here in Lincoln. And there's great footpath access, walkways to Haymarket Park, really accessible. Just a fantastic venue in every way. That's hit in the air. To short left center. Shortstop goes back. Left fielder comes in. Left fielder makes the catch. And that'll be it for BYU in the top of the fourth. So for BYU, no runs, no hits, no errors or runner left on. We go bottom four, Cornhuskers two. BYU nothing on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. For more BYU baseball, let's rejoin the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Bottom of the fourth here in Lincoln, Nebraska two, BYU nothing. Nick Wimmers flew out to left in the second inning, leads off the fourth, swings and misses on the first pitch he sees from Jake Porter. Porter in relief of Jansen Kiesel. Jansen went two and two-thirds and struggled in his outing today. Gave up two solo shots to right. The wind is blowing hard out to right, and that was a factor in at least one of them. Because Sapiti was on the track thinking he would catch that ball, and then it just kept going and going and sailing over his glove and over that short wall and right. Another swing and a miss from Wimmers. 0-2, Porter gets ahead. Porter works first base side of the rubber, and that's a three-pitch strikeout, a frontwards K as Wimmers is down on strikes and one out for Nebraska here in the bottom of the fourth. Back to the vista we have here at Haymarket Park, the downtown capital that I can see between the football stadium and the basketball arena includes the Nebraska State Capitol building. Now, a lot of state capitals, you, know, you have a wide rotunda. They're massive buildings usually, but few capitol buildings loom this large. The Nebraska State Capitol building is tall, as that's taken ball one from Porter. 
to the left fielder, Leighton Banjoff. The Nebraska State Capitol I can see from my view here is 400 feet tall. It's the second tallest state capitol building in America, the 1-0 from Porter. That's inside a half offering from Leighton Banjoff, but that's two balls and no strikes. Only the Louisiana State Capitol at 449 feet is taller than the state capitol here in downtown Lincoln. And that's three balls, no strikes, as Porter is yet to find the zone on Banjoff, the left fielder. And so that capitol building here is part of that downtown core that you can see from the press box here at Haymarket Park. And Jake gets back in the count, taken strike by Banjoff, 3-1. and one. Grounder foul down the third baseline, three and two. So Jake Porter, the righty, goes from 3-0 to 3-2 to Leighton Banjoff. Scoreboard shows 3-1. The count's 3-2. And, and that's a seven-pitch walk taken high by Banjoff, and he's on base. And so... Nebraska's had base runners in every inning. A.E. Free Cervantes will now hit. So Cervantes reached on a 6-4 fielder's choice in the second. It's Nebraska 2, BYU nothing here in the bottom of the fourth. Nebraska 2 runs on 3 hits, BYU no runs on 2 hits. And the Cougs have not had a runner on second base yet today. It's a hit and run. Cervantes does his part, but doesn't drop. Hall will make the catch and throw back in and scuttling back to first is Banjoff. So Cervantes did his part by making contact on the hit and run, but it was a fly ball to left that Dawson Hall handles. And that'll be two out for Nebraska here at the bottom of the fourth. And Banjoff was on the run, but he had to run back to first after Hall ran in to make that catch in left field. So two out, one on for BYU in the bottom of the fourth facing the Nebraska Cornhuskers. And Cornhusker second baseman Core Jackson will hit. Left-handed bat of Jackson. He struck out in the second, swinging. And he'll get into his crouch and wait the first pitch from Jake Porter. Banjoff takes his lead at first. It's outside for ball one. So 12th all-time meeting between BYU and Nebraska. The series is 6-5 in the Cornhuskers' favor. These are the first games in the series played on someone's home diamond. The eight preceding games before this weekend were all neutral. The 1-0. And that's striped, and the short hop eats up Ozzie Pratt. It'll go into right. Sapiti will fire back in, holding Banjoff at second. The single will put Jackson at first. So a sharp shot to second base, and that was going to be a short hop. Would have been an amazing play had Ozzie Pratt made it. He could not come up with it on the pick. And so it'll be a single to right, and first and second with... Two out for the nine-hitter Jack Style. And Nebraska's got its fourth hit. Are they going to call that an error? No, they should not. That'll be a single. That's hit number five, however. They've yet to put it on the board. So first and second for Style. First pitch from Porter's a strike, called the 0-1 to Style. 
Vandroff at second, Jackson at first. That's taken strike one. Strike two, beg your pardon, 0-2. Oh so two on and two gone. Bottom of the fourth, Huskers up 2-0. The nine-hitter style. Solo shot for him in the third. And that's a reach-out grounder to Watkins. He'll fire to second for the easy out, and they get it. And we go to the top of the fifth. Huskers in the bottom of the fourth. No runs on a hit. There were no errors. Two were left on. Huskers two. Cougars no score on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is BYU Baseball. Now back to the ballpark and the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Hayden Latham leads off the fifth inning for BYU, almost halfway home here at Lincoln. Nebraska 2, BYU no score. Cougars playing catch up again. They've trailed in every game this weekend, have come back to win two of them, high and away from Jackson Brockett. So Brockett in his first start may end up with his longest outing of the season. His long outing is four and a third, and he's through four complete. And that's fouled back and out of play after the 1-0 delivery. One ball and one strike to Hayden Latham. We're at Haymarket Park. Hawks Field at Haymarket Park. And Hawks does not refer to a team. It's a family name that helped get this ballpark built. Hawks Field at Haymarket Park. The Haymarket Park District of Lincoln. Outstanding athletic venue. Softball also located here. That's foul tip on a 2-1. Evens the count at 2-2. Two two. I really do applaud these fans. Yes, the sunshine makes it, you know, tolerable out there. But it's 42 degrees with a wind chill making it feel like 35. And there's a lot of fans in the stands here today in Lincoln. The 2-2. Two -two, and again, a foul ball from Hayden. Hayden with hits in six of his last ten games. He's a DH. His last outfield start came on April 2nd. He'll ground to third. Max Anderson makes the easy throw to first. And on the 5-3 ground out, Hayden Latham is retired here in the top of the fifth inning. BYU trailed both games yesterday 2-0. Came back to win 3-2 in the seven-inning opener and 7-6 in the nine-inning nightcap of the twin bill. No action in the BYU bullpen as Porter's come in and pitched well in relief of Jansen Kiesel. Alex Sardina will hit and take strike one. Sardina struck out last at bat, the bat that began at bat with, with him calling time and stepping out of the batter's box, but time was not granted and it was an easy strike, and that's a foul tip strike. So 0-2 to Sardina. Alex played in both games yesterday as a replacement for Jacob Wilk at first base and got hits in both games including a two-run double. That's a grounder to second that Chick, uh, that uh, Jackson will gobble up and fire to style. And two are out for BYU here in the top of the fifth. So Sardina grounds out 4-3. Now batting the counter, number 24, Mason So Mason Strong. Strong will now hit for BYU out of the eight hole. The catcher singled in the third. One of BYU's two hits on the day, but no one's reached second base yet. Brock Watkins singled one out with one out in the first, but he was doubled off. And then Mason Strong had a one-out single in the third, but then it was a fly-out and a ground-out on the next two batters, and that was it for BYU. So no one's gotten to second yet, just on the two hits on the day, as Mason Strong takes strike one, the 0-1. It's 77 miles per hour, that strike, and that'll be a foul-tip strike for strike two to the BYU freshman catcher. 
Mason Strong makes uh, good use of his hits. Six hits on the year. Five have scored runs. Or rather, five RBI on his six hits. Mason Strong, the game-winning solo home run yesterday. The 1-2 from Jackson Brockett. He kicks and fires, and that's well outside. Evens the count at two balls and two strikes. I've got the window open here, wide open, and the wind can be heard on my mic that's just outside the window. It blows into the booth. It's breezy. It's cool for everybody, and that's check swing dribbler into the infield, and in between play, the first baseman will handle. Scoop to Brockett, steps on the bag. Nicely done between first baseman and pitcher, and that will be the 3-1 ground out, and that's a 1-2-3 inning for BYU in the top of the fifth. We are halfway home here at Haymarket Park, Nebraska 2, BYU 0. This is BYU Baseball. Now back to the ballpark and the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Cam Chick leads off the bottom of the fifth, and that's an excuse me bloop to right center. That was a, a check swing that became kind of a half swing that became off the fists and a bloop to lead off the fifth for Nebraska. And the Cornhuskers have now had base runners in every inning and hits in four of five innings thus far. That comes off of Jake Porter and puts Chick aboard. Top of the order, Chick with the excuse me bloop to right. And he's on first with no one out. Garrett Anglum will hit. Chick hitting left and Anglum hitting right. Caught looking last time. That'll be a sack bunt attempt that rolls foul down the third baseline. So no balls and a strike to Garrett Anglum. Chick today Reaching in all three plate appearances. The leadoff hitter going solo home run. Base on balls caught stealing. And then single in his three plate appearances. He's two for two today. And Nebraska has the two nothing lead. BYU no runs on two hits. Two runs, five hits for the Huskers. Jake Porter from the stretch. Man on first. The righty kicks and fires. And breaking ball in for strike one. Jake Porter in relief of Jansen Kiesel. Kiesel today went two and two-thirds. Porter's gone one and a third so far. The 0-2. And that's through the left side. The single will be first and second as Anglum Singles in the 5-6 hole. Chick will go to second. And Anglum is at first base with a one-out base hit. A no-out base hit. First and second, no one out here in the bottom of the fifth. So Max Anderson will now hit with two aboard and a runner in scoring position. Nothing but one-run games in this series. 1-0, one by Nebraska. 3-2 and 7-6 wins by BYU. Cougs on the year now 5-4 and four in one-run games. Nebraska losing record 4-6 and six in one-run games. Max Anderson with an RBI opportunity. No one out first and second here in the bottom of the fifth. Huskers up two zip. Anderson waggles the bat over his right shoulder. And takes strike one from Jake Porter. First batter Jake, Jake faced in the third with a runner on. He got to ground out. And he's since gone a clean inning since in terms of runs allowed, none of them. But people are getting on on Porter. 
And that'll be a foul tip strike, 0-2. Action in the BYU bullpen. Peyton Cole warming up. Could be the Cougs are going back to the pen soon at this rate. Base paths are getting busy. Jake Porter has Anderson down 0-2. And that's a sharp guy. This could help. The grounder to third, and Deming will touch third base for the easy out. So just the one out on the play as Deming handles the chopper to third base and steps on the bag to get the lead runner. So it stays first and second as Anderson reaches on a fielder's choice on the unassisted ground out to third base. So Chick is erased. And advancing to second is Anglum on the ground out. So on the fielder's choice, that is. Anderson at first on the fielder's choice. Anglum goes to second. And Chick is erased at third. Griffin Everett now hits with a runner in scoring position. Two on. One out. Double play would get BYU out of the inning. That'll be a breaking ball high for ball one. One ball, no strikes. To Griffin Everett. The Nebraska catcher 0 for 2 today, a fly out and a ground out. He grounded out as the first batter Jake Porter faced out of the bullpen back in the third inning. We're in the bottom of the fifth. Nebraska 2, BYU no score. The 1-0 count to Everett. Taking his leadoff second is Anglum. Leading off first is Anderson. Oh, and he hit him. Jake Porter comes inside and turning away from it, getting plunked in the square of the back is Griffin Everett. So the bases will be loaded for Nebraska. And it's the... D.H. Wimmers who will hit next. So Anglum at third. Anderson at second. And Everett now at first after an HBP. And pitching coach Michael Bradshaw is going to walk on out to the mound along with catcher Mason Strong to converse with Jake Porter, who's in a spot of trouble here. It is a bases-loaded situation and one out. Cougars can still get out of this with a double play here in the fifth, but Nebraska threatening to bust it open a little bit. Two-nothing Huskers is our score. And Nebraska has its first bases-loaded situation of this series. Cougs have had two. They're one for two with the sacks stacked. It's the first bases-loaded situation for the home team. As Peyton Cole continues to warm up in the BYU pen, the right-hander Cole getting ready. As Jake Porter works to get out of this fifth-inning jam. The Huskers up 2-0, and they've... Loaded the bases with one out for Nick Wimmers. Wimmers had the only RBI in Thursday's game. This could be the double play. The grounder to Pratt. Watkins for one. Sardi for two, and the Cougars do get out of a double play. So, Nebraska in the bottom of the fifth. No runs on two hits. There were no errors. Three were left on. The double play grounder goes 4-6-3 the DP. We go top six. Nebraska 2, BYU nothing on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. For more BYU baseball, let's rejoin the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. 
Well, the Cougars are into the sixth inning here, have no runs, have only two hits, but they just got a big, big shot in the arm because Nebraska did not score in the bottom of the fifth. The Cornhuskers had first and second, nobody out. Then they had bases loaded, one out. And they get no one across as the Cougs get out of the inning on a 4-6-3 DP. Nick Wimmers grounding to Ozzie Pratt. He goes to Watkins for one, Sardi for two, and that was it for Nebraska in the bottom of the fifth. They could have busted this game wide open. But the Cougs shut the door. We'll see how they do now on the offensive end with that breath of life in the bottom of the fifth. We're top six. Nebraska two, BYU no score. Leading off is Dawson Hall. And Dawson takes around the belt buckle, and it clipped him. So it'll be a hit-by-pitch, and Dawson Hall is the lead runner aboard here in the top of the sixth. So Jackson Brockett is still on the mound, and it's his long outing of the season. He's into his sixth inning of work. His previous long outing was four and a third. He's pitched five complete. And they're going to, are they going to appeal the hit by pitch here? What's happening here? The uh, head coach, Will Bolt, came out for the Huskers, spoke with the home plate umpire. Now the home plate umpire has called his compadres in for a conversation. So Robert Wright's at home, Tim Winningham at first, Tim Farwig at second, Clint Wheeler at third. They gather in the infield to discuss something. And we've already seen video review used twice. And they're going to use it again, I think, to determine whether Hall actually did get hit with the pitch. Again, as I called it live, it was in around the belt buckle, and Dawson was quickly getting ready to walk to first as the umpire made the signal. I thought it was just inside. Umpire called hit by pitch. Now they're going to review it. So they go to the monitor for the third time this weekend. Big Ten has video replay available, but only for non-conference games. The league hasn't agreed to use it in league, but if you're a Big Ten school and has it and the other team agrees to it, you can use it out of conference. So they're going to the monitor. Two umpires go over to near the Nebraska dugout, and they're shown a small monitor on a tripod and a headset on as, as, as they converse. And so they're looking at that with Hall on first base for the moment and no one out here in the top of the sixth. Nebraska two and BYU no score. And again, this is nothing new for BYU. Cougs trailed 2-0 in both games yesterday. Came back to win both. The first one 3-2 in 7, and the second 7-6 in 9. This is an early start today. BYU's got a flight out of Omaha tonight, so certain rules are put in place with the early start and the Cougars needing to get out of here. So the extra rules are no new innings after 245 Central, 145 Mountain. I'm not sure we'll get to that point. It's a 10-run rule after 7. I'm not sure we'll get to that point. That is, if any team leads by 10 or more after 7, they call it. And if it goes extra innings, they will use the international tiebreaker rule with a runner on second. And they continue to award first base to Dawson Hall. So they've completed the video review, and they keep Hall at first. So tying run comes to the plate as the top of the order comes to bat in Ozzie Pratt. Cougars on the comeback trail. No runs on two hits, but they get the lead runner on here in the sixth. Ozzie, 4-3 ground out and an unassisted ground out to first base in his two at-bats, and he takes a strike one, does Pratt. Ozzie with hits in seven of his last nine. He's BYU's batting average leader. He's also reached base in seven of eight. One for nine in the series is Ozzie, and he'll foul that to the screen. And gets behind 0-2 on Jackson Brockett. Jackson Brockett, long inning or long outing of five innings so far. And it's his high pitch count of the season, too. 
72 and counting. And that gets away from the catcher on ball one, and it'll allow Hall to reach second. So wild pitcher pass ball, either way, it'll put Dawson Hall at second. Cooks now has runner in scoring position for Ozzie Pratt. So one ball, two strikes. And Hall takes his lead off second now. That's a slow roller to second base. Just one place to go. And the out at first is recorded. But a little advance, Dawson Hall to third. So the Cougs now have a sacrifice fly in play. Should it go that way for Brock Watkins? They called it a wild pitch. It got Hall to second. He gets to third on the 4-3 ground out. And Ozzie Pratt's 4-3 ground out gives BYU one out here in the top of the sixth inning. Dawson Hall at third. And Brock Watkins in the batter's box. Brock got his first hit of the series in the first inning. Then he was doubled off. And that's lifted in the air to right. Drifting back and back and to the track. And it's gone! It's a two-run home run. The Cougs tie the game as Brock Watkins gets it up into the jet stream. And it gets carried out over the right field wall. The Cougs tie the game at two on a two-run shot to right for Brock Watkins. Again, off the bat, you're not sure. And then the wind does its job. And both fielders, center and right, went back to the wall. They watch and they wait. And then it goes over for a two-run shot. And we're tied up here in Lincoln. So Mitch McIntyre will now hit in a brand-new ball game. And that double play to end the fifth was huge for BYU. As that momentum carries over to the top of the sixth, the hit-by-pitch by Hall, a wild pitch, a ground out putting him at third, and then Brock Watkins brings him home with the, so, the two-run shot to right. And for Brock, that is home run number three on the year, and now 19 RBI, and that's a sharp shot off the glove of the shortstop. That'll get into left field as Mitch McIntyre thought about two, but... That's Mitch's first hit of the series. After an 0-for-11 start in this series, it's a single to left center, and Mitch McIntyre is now on first with the Cougs tying the game at two here in the top of the sixth. So Dawson Hall scores on the two-run shot, and with things getting dicey for the Cornhuskers, Jackson Brockett's day is done after five in the third inning. So his longest outing of the year, but it goes from a 2-0 lead to a a two-all tie in a hurry, and we'll take a 60-second pitching change break on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is BYU Baseball. Now back to the ballpark and the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. BYU trailed 2-0 in the first game yesterday, came back to win. BYU trailed 2-0 in the second game yesterday, came back to win. BYU trailed 2-0 today and has come back to tie 2-2 top of the sixth two run home run from Brock Watkins pitching change Corbin Hawkins will replace Jackson Brockett Hawkins making his sixth appearance it's a pretty hefty 10.80 ERA in just three and a third innings pitched in those three and a third six hits and six runs four of them earned he has struck out four walked one And of the six hits allowed, four have been for extra bases. Two doubles and two home runs. The Huskers 
having a tough time keeping uh, pitchers ready to go. They've had a lot of health issues on that pitching staff and not a ton of arms available today. That's why they let Brockett go as long as he could because they really don't have a lot of pen relief to turn to. But they turn to now Corbin Hawkins, the right-hander. And BYU in the series, hitting 8 for 60, 133 against right-handed pitching. It's actually a little better than they had been doing against the left-handed pitching coming into you today. All right, runner on first is Mitch McIntyre with his first hit of the series that chased Jackson Brockett. The new pitcher, Hawkins, delivers to Ryan Sapiti and calls strike one. So Corbin Hawkins on the hill, and the first battery faces is BYU's RBI Lear, the right fielder, Ryan Sapiti. 2-2 the score. Cooks have tied it up here in the top of the sixth. They'll check McIntyre at first. Mitch is perfect on the base paths this year. Six for six. He's BYU's stolen bases leader. He's the leader in a lot of categories. Mitch McIntyre is. He's at first base with one out here in the top of the sixth of a tie ball game. Sapiti waves and misses outside on that 72-mile-per-hour offering. So fooled Ryan. And 0-2. Sapiti's 1 for 10 in the series with a run. Two bases on balls. Ball delivered to Sapiti. One ball, two strikes. Mitch McIntyre leads BYU in on-base percentage. Doubles, triples, bases on balls, and stolen bases. One of two players to start all 34 games for BYU. As Sapiti... A little more patient, but gets a piece of the off-speed offering. Fouls it back to the screen. Count stays one and two. Mitch McIntyre and Brock Watkins, the only two to start all 34 for BYU, and they've started every game in the same position. Mitch in center field and Watkins at shortstop. For the moment, Brock Watkins is the hitting hero, and that's hitting the air high to right center. This one will stay in the park. Right fielder makes the catch, and he was halfway between first and second, so McIntyre will retreat on the fly out to right by Ryan Sapiti. Two gone now for Austin Deming on an 0-for-2 day. Dem will hit with Mitch McIntyre on first base. Austin is tied for BYU's lead in runs, or at least was tied, we should say, for BYU's lead in runs until Brock Watkins scored on his two-run shot. So Brock takes the lead there, 22 runs scored to lead the Cougs. Diving back at first is Mitch McIntyre as he was checked there by Corbin Hawkins. Deming today 0 for 2 on a ground out and a fly out. The 5-3 ground out in the second. And the fly to left field in the fourth. We're in the sixth now. That's a grounder to Max Anderson. Hoovers it up and hammers it over to Jack Style. And Nebraska is out of the top of the sixth, but BYU scores two. It's two runs on, one, on two hits. The big hit, a two-run shot for Brock Watkins. There were no errors. A runner was left on. We go to the bottom of the sixth in a 2-2 ball game. Cougs and Cornhuskers on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is BYU Baseball. Now back to the ballpark and the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Leighton Banjoff leads off the bottom of the sixth for Nebraska. The open stance of Leighton Banjoff awaits the 1-0 that turns into two balls and no strikes from Jake Porter. Peyton Cole still getting warm in the BYU bullpen. 2-0 from Porter. That's popped up. Alex Sardina 
into foul territory near the BYU dugout, and the wind just played tricks with that, and it drops beyond Sardina's reach in foul territory. He thought he had a beat on it. He ran toward the warning toward the dirt area in foul territory down the first baseline, and then that wind did its trick, and it took it back the other way and dropped to the grass as an interesting strike. Two balls and a strike to Banjoff. This wind is something. It is out to right and is led in one way or another to the three home runs today. And that's a plunk. So Porter hits Leighton Banjoff, and Banjoff is aboard for the third time in his many plate appearances today. He's gone single, walk, and HBP. So he's reached almost every way you can today. So Banjoff on first, and... Not sure how much longer they'll go before we see another pitcher enter the game for BYU. Efri Cervantes reaching on a 6-4 fielder's choice in the second. He flied out to left in the fourth. Time has been called with Banjoff just getting resituated at first base. So it's a lead runner on for Nebraska here in the bottom of the sixth. BYU two, Nebraska two. Cooks two runs on four hits. Huskers four run, uh, two runs on six hits. Efri Cervantes. With a man on and no one out in a 2-2 ball game. Jake Porter works on the first base side of the rubber. Winds up and delivers. And the bunt is perfectly laid down. But did they get him? No. Mason Strong on a bunt right in front of the plate. Tried to get the lead runner at first, but the throw was wild. It bounded away from Brock Watkins. And now it's first and second with no one out. So the sacrifice bunt was laid down by Cervantes, and it dropped like six inches in front of the plate. Strong picked it up, thought he could get the lead runner. And they would have been in time to get him, but the throw was wild. And so now the Cougars in trouble again here. Last inning, it was first and second, no one out. Then it was bases loaded, one out, and the Cougars got out of it with no runs crossing. Now they've got to turn the same trick again, but they're playing with fire here in Lincoln. 2-2 ball game. Cervantes reaching on the bunt. It would actually be a fielder's choice and then the throwing error by the catcher. I'm not sure if they'll even call it. Will they... They haven't, they haven't put the error up, so it's, they're just going to throw a straight fielder's choice and sacrifice bunt on the board with Banjoff advancing to second. First and second, no one out. You're in the bottom of the sixth. 2-2. Core Jackson's the hitter, and one strike delivered to Jackson. First and third base come in. The bunt's down. Porter handles, fires to first, but it'll get runners to second and third with one out. So a sacrifice bunt moves runners to second and third. Banjoff to third, Cervantes to second. On the sack by Jackson. So one three ground out. On the sacrifice bunt.
Mason Strong will conference for a moment with Jake Porter. Nebraska 2, BYU 2 in the bottom of the sixth. It's second and third now for Jack Style out of the nine hole. The first baseman has a solo home run to right in the third, made the score 2-0. He then grounded out 6-4 in the fourth. We're in the bottom of the sixth of a tie ball game. And first base is open for Style. Runners on third and less than two outs this year. Nebraska has a 532 rate on RBI per opportunity in this situation. The infield all in. And now they're going to probably pull Porter. So Coach Trent Pratt is out. And on the mound. And two up in the pen for BYU, lefty and righty. Peyton Cole and Cooper McKeon. Long conference on the mound. It's now being broken up by the home plate umpire, and it will be the southpaw. It's a PZ Printing pitching change. We'll make that for BYU now. It's a PZ Printing pitching change, which means it's brought to you by PZ Printing. Nothing inspires like print. New pitcher in 60 seconds for the Cougs on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. For more BYU baseball, let's rejoin the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. BYU Baseball brought to you by doTERRA. doTERRA, proud to sponsor the BYU baseball team. Well, Nebraska's gotten to second and third with one out here in the bottom of the sixth without the benefit of a hit. It was a hit-by-pitch to lead off the inning, a fielder's choice bunt, and then a sacrifice bunt. And on that fielder's choice bunt, the throw from catcher to second baseman to catch the lead runner was wide, allowed both to reach. And so after the last sacrifice, that's up second and third. Banjoff at third, Cervantes at second, and Jack Style will hit facing the new pitcher for BYU on the PZ Printing pitching change. It is Cooper McKeon entering the game for BYU. Coop making his 15th appearance and second of this weekend. He pitched an inning in the first of two yesterday, went an inning, struck out one, walked two, didn't give up a hit or a run, and his inning worked. So a southpaw on the mound now for BYU. Coop in his 15th appearance has given up five hits in his previous 13 innings worked. Two runs both earned, has struck out 21 and walked eight. His ERA is a very useful 1.38. And the first batter Cooper McKeon will face is the first baseman Jack Style out of the nine hole. Style on a one for two day, including a solo home run to right in the third. That gave Nebraska a 2 0 lead. We're tied at two here in the bottom of the sixth. And that home run that Style hit, Sapiti thought he was going to catch on the track. But then the wind did what it's been doing, and it carried out for a home run. And McKeon goes breaking for strike one, taken by Style. So in the bottom of the sixth, we're in a tie ball game. The Cougs win going to the seventh, tied, or one and two on the year. Not too many situations like this one here today. That's if they keep the tie. And it's runners at second and third, one out. 
Infield plays in. Runner takes off from third. Safety squeeze, and it's successful. It will score a run. The bunt is fielded. The out at first is recorded, but the run scores on the squeeze. And coming across with run number three is Leighton Banjoff. It'll be a 1-3 sacrifice and a squeeze bunt scoring the third run. And Style laid it down perfectly. He was thrown out, but it'll score Nebraska's third of the day, and the Huskers go up 3-2 in the bottom of the sixth. Scoring is Banjoff, and advancing to third is Cervantes. On the sacrifice and the squeeze from Style. Nebraska three, BYU two, a swing and a miss from Cam Chick, top of the order. Now it's lefty v. lefty. Southpaw on the hill, and the left-handed hitting left center fielder, Cam Chick, in the box. Nebraska three, BYU two is our score. The Cougs will trail going to the seventh. That's another wave as it pops the leather at 92 for the swing and miss. So Coop gets ahead. 0-2 oh on Cam Chick. The runner on third is Cervantes. Nebraska 3, BYU 2. Cougs were down 2-0, tied it on a two-run Brock Watkins home run. And the Huskers answer in the bottom of the frame. Runner dancing off third. McKeon, nonplussed, gets a check swing, and it will be a strike. So it's three-pitch strikeout for McKeon of Chick, and that'll do it for Nebraska. But they go ahead in the bottom of the sixth. They get a run without a hit. There were no errors, and a runner was left on. Nebraska three, BYU two. Top seven next here on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.